Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and old lang syne? For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old lang syne. And surely you'll buy your pint cup, and surely I'll buy mine, and we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old lang syne. We too have run about the slopes and picked the daisies fine, but we've wandered many a weary foot since old lang syne. We too have paddled in the stream from morning sun till dine, but seas between us broad have roared since old lang syne. And there's a hand, my trusty friend, and give me a handle thine. And we'll take a right goodwill draught for old Ling Zine. Ah, the song that everyone sings until the third sentence as we fumble our way through the rest of the melody. During soccer games in the Netherlands, the crowd will actually burst into this song mid-play. Bizarre, I know. The lyrics have been replaced with. We hadden van oranje, and I apologize to the Dutch, but it means we love orange. But the melody is through and through, Oling Zine. In Japan, Oling Zine is a traditional song about fireflies, and until 1948, it was South Korea's national anthem. Even Beethoven wrote an arrangement of Oling Zine as part of his 12 Scottish folk songs from 1814. You can find it on YouTube, as it's incredibly beautiful, actually. And I had no idea, and was today years old when I first heard this arrangement. In the states, it's best known for the celebration of a new year. Old Lang Syne literally translates to "old long since," and basically means days gone by, or for old times' sake. In a roundabout way, it's a song asking you to remember. People of your past, and raise a toast to them. In the early 1700s, shortly after Scotland and England united in what we now call Great Britain, the Scottish poet Robert Burns felt the Scottish culture was slowly eroding as the influence of the English began to settle in. So he took it upon himself to travel through Scotland, where he collected traditional poems and songs, to which he would then publish, cementing their place in the history books forever. Story has it he wrote down the lyrics of "Old Lang Syne" after hearing an old man singing. The poem was actually written in Scots, a language spoken by about a million people in Scotland today. The poem is a mix of English and Scots words to preserve and celebrate the heritage of traditional Scotland, which finally explains why we only make it through. Should old acquaintances be forgot? Something, something, mine. <laughs> But at the core of the poem, Burns called it an old song about the olden times, which makes sense given its place at the end of each year. A song asking you to remember people of your past and to raise a toast, be it a glass of champagne or nostalgia. New Year's Eve has become the day we pause, look back at the year past, and the year ahead. 
and being that 2020 has been different in every way imaginable, I'd like for you to see this season of reflection a little differently as well. This year, we're going to raise a glass to your closest confidant, the person who hears every word you say, and even those you don't say, your biggest critic, while also your biggest cheerleader. Today, we take a cup of kindness yet, as the song says, and raise a toast to you. I'm Chan Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. This year, you have been through it. I would venture to say not a single person has not been punched in the gut in one way or another. This has been a year to which you probably have never experienced. But you know what? You've gotten through it. Maybe barely, but you've gotten through it. You made it. It may have felt like you were drowning in the middle of the ocean with anchors attached to your ankles, but you kept treading. And here you are. Sure, you have some marks that'll show, but when all is said and done, you're okay. And I'd like to tell you something. I'd like to encourage you to keep the head above the water. I'd like to shout your name from the shoreline, saying, you're doing great. But today, I won't be playing that part. Today, I'm handling this role to the person that knows you better, far better, than I will ever know you. You. That being said, I want to do something a little different today. Today, we're going to write a letter. And not just any letter, but a letter to yourself. To the you of this year past. Looking back after 12 months of what seemed like 12 years, and doing something we almost never do. Speak kindness to yourself. If you happen to have a piece of paper and pen around, that is great. Otherwise, come back to this in a bit. Let's get started. I'd like for you to take a few moments to think back on this year. Some parts of this past year you'd rather forget, as would I. Had I known in January all that this year would hold, I would have never, ever believed you. But many things, out of our control, did happen. And just as we have done so many times before, when things don't go as planned, we pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, Take a deep breath and put one foot in front of the next. Taking this piece of paper, I'd like for you to, if you will, raise a toast to yourself. This may feel awkward if you've never done this before or if you're uncomfortable tooting your own horn, but this letter is for you only. No one else will ever see this, unless you share. 
And if you're still a little hesitant, and if it helps, write it in second person by using the word you rather than I. And if it helps even further, imagine it's a close friend writing this letter to you instead of yourself. By the way, don't type this out. Take the time with paper and pen or pencil. There is an actual science as to why this affects your brain in a particular way, but I'm not going to get into that for now. Maybe another episode. Where do I begin, you ask? Well, here are a few ideas to get you started. But once you begin, I have a feeling the words will begin to flow. Take a moment and think about some of the things that kept you up at night and how, looking back now, they weren't that big of a deal. What were those moments in 2020 where you couldn't go to sleep because the next day you thought the world would collapse? Now, looking back, was it really that big of a deal? Another idea, what is something you know now you wish you would have known at the start of this year? What is something that you've learned now going through that experience, going through those obstacles? What would you have told yourself then, just because of where you are on the other side now? And the final idea, which is my favorite to be honest, start a sentence with, I forgive you. Oof, what strong three words. I forgive you. Looking back, we're doing exactly that. We're looking back. We're looking at what has been. Whatever that was, the mistake, the regret, the the mishap, it stays behind once the clock strikes midnight on the 31st of December. It stays behind. And as we've learned in other episodes, regrets, regrets are something that happened then, but you know better now. So start the sentence, I forgive you for what? Be honest with yourself. Forgive yourself. Once you've finished this letter, let's set it aside. We'll come back to it in just a bit. Now on to letter number I know, I know, plot twist, but stick with me. This one's a little bit more fun than the one we just wrote. On a separate piece of paper, we're going to write another letter, but this time it's to the you of next year, the one coming around the corner. A letter to the you you haven't met yet, but you will soon. In this letter, I'd like for you to write as if you were encouraging a best friend that you had not seen in years. How you want to let them know that you're thinking about them. 
how they're constantly in your thoughts, how inspiring they are to you. But here's the kicker. They are you. You know this. Tell yourself how you saw the obstacles that you went through in 2020 and how strong you were, even in the darkest of storms. You did it, you tell yourself in this letter. You had all of these things surrounding you, and yet you pushed through. Go into detail how you got through it. What were the steps you took? What was the obstacle in 2020? And what were the steps that got you through it? Write it out in fine detail. How did you get through it? You got up with the sun, even when you didn't want to. You washed your face, got dressed, started again, just like the day before, and the day before. I couldn't get over how strong you were, you tell yourself, and now, look at you. I know not every day is easy, but you're doing the best you can every day. And I just wanted to say how much I look up to you. How the people around you look up to you. You are the hope, the encouragement, the example for so many around you. Thank you. Thank you for never giving up. Words like these to your future self will get you through the troubles that you have yet to experience. It may seem silly at the time, but saving these two letters in a safe, kept place and setting a reminder to read them in three, six, nine months, you'll be amazed at where you were a year ago to where you are six months from now. You're stronger than you think. And when the whole world feels like it's crashing around you, because it will, take the time to open the past of your own handwriting and listen to the person that knows you better than anyone. You. Do you remember early on how I said Robert Burns intertwined English and Scots to keep the memories of each tradition alive? Our years are like that, intertwined, the good and the bad. In an odd way, we need them both. Those great highs to show us how life can be at its fullest, and the lowest of lows, the I wish it never had happened, remind us how the difficulties you're going through now are temporary, and how, believe it or not, you will get through them. Some may be harder, almost impossible, to see past tomorrow, but six months from now, as you open these letters, you'll see you truly are stronger than you ever believed. And how do I know? Because you tell yourself, you are. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? No, no, quite the opposite. Our stories should be brought to mind, to inspire, to encourage, and most importantly, to show us no matter the year, one day at a time, you will look back and say to yourself, it's okay, I'm 
As the clock strikes midnight this New Year's Eve, take a moment, raise a glass of cheer, and tell yourself, I'm proud of you. You made it through this year. It was impossibly hard, but you made it through this year. I'm proud of you. If I could leave you with this, and I'm going off script here, I hope that this coming year you are covered in grace. I was recently asked in an interview what I hoped to see in the year 2021, and the first word that came to my mind was grace. That we would look at each other with eyes of grace and that we would look at ourselves the same way, with loads of grace, allowing ourselves to go through the hard days, allowing ourselves to stumble, allowing the setbacks, to wake up each day and look at ourselves and say, hey, this isn't easy, but it's going to be okay. I hope that you, your loved ones, your family, your friends, you realize how important you are, that the lives you affect, you'll never fully understand, that the influence that you have, be it simple, be it grandiose, they are magnificent and they impact lives that you will never fully understand. And so I ask yourself this coming year that when you wake up in the morning and you wash your face, that you look at yourself and you give yourself some grace because you, you're absolutely beautiful. And no matter the day, you will shine. To find more episodes of Calm It Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit CalmItDownPodcast.com. You'll even find additional resources for emotional support, including our online community and our Facebook page. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature. But my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. 
I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcasts in aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CalmItDownPodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.